as a couple, how do we handle relapse? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. As a couple, how do we handle relapse? All right, Brandon, this is going to be a good one today. We've got some uh, good guests willing to come on, a couple willing to come on and have this discussion from both sides of this, uh, this question. So this is going to be good. Um, I apologize, Brandon. I'm still a little bit numb. I just got back from the dentist. Apparently when I was a, a boy, they didn't take out all four wisdom teeth. And so one you're, popped through this week. You're a 43 year old man getting your teeth <laughs> yeah. out. What? Yeah. You just hit puberty. Yeah. You got some hair in your armpits now too. Just barely, just barely, man. Just, <laughs> just barely, just barely hit your, it. Your voice is changing. That's good. <laughs> but I'm glad it's happening for you. I know. I know. I guess it's better late than never. I guess they must've seen it in there and just figured it wouldn't do anything. And all of a sudden it started pressing on my teeth again. So I'm sorry. That sucks. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for that. Hopefully Hopefully my, I don't, hopefully I don't have too much of a lisp right now. They didn't put you under or anything, did they? No, thank goodness. It was actually a pretty slick procedure. So, um, well, Hey, I, I want to, I want to start with a, a review. We've been getting quite a few reviews lately. We appreciate the people who are sharing these reviews. We love your feedback. And also some of these comments, this one actually has a comment towards, uh, one of our past guests. So, um, I'm going to just read the review first. This comes from Podster 50. It says, I love Limbo Land. Thank you, Renee, for sharing your story. I'm in the middle of divorcing my husband of 17 years after discovering he was a sex addict three years ago. He chose the addiction time and again, and it was so validating to hear what Brandon had to say about divorce because he has blamed me for our divorce. I replayed Brandon's comment about that over and over. This whole episode is very eye-opening and helpful. Thank you. Awesome. That, that episode struck a chord, I think, uh, with a lot of people and um, a lot of people related, I think, to her pain and what she was going through and where she was at. So I'm glad it was it was helpful for, for, for some listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Really grateful that Renee was willing to come on and share her heart and herself the way she did. Yeah. All right. So speaking of sharing of yourselves, I got two of my favorite people here. So we have Liza and Dan here. I've known them a long time. Um, we've been on some adventures together. We've, uh, I, I, yeah, I, kn I know a lot about them. I'll just say that. Uh, before, uh, before I talk more about what I know about them, I want you to talk about what's going on, guys. So Fill us in, tell us why you're here, um, who you are, maybe a little bit of background, and then uh, ask, us, ask us the question. Okay, Dan, are you going or me? Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm Liza and Dan, and we've been married for uh, 24 <laughs> years. <laughs> so we've been married a long time. Um, I, I discovered uh, like por the pornography um, pretty early on in our marriage. And then we would just go on a couple years, talk about it, not talk about it, a couple years, talk about it, not talk about it till about maybe four years ago. Um, when we just kind of started, um, 
working recovery and looking into recovery when things kind all kind of came to a, a head. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Dan. So, <laughs> yeah, um, so we've been, like as I said, 24 years, been together 27 years, um, but we were just young kids when we got married. I was 21, she was 19, and we were both kind of escaping a bunch of um, family drama to, to form a relationship. And so, you know, we, we took a lot of baggage with us and uh, we pretty much grew up together, mm-hmm. um, you know, over those years. And it's been rough. It's some things have been really hard. Some things have been just unbelievably awesome. And um, about four years ago, we started working, try to figure this out better instead of the, the usual, okay, I'll go talk to the bishop and then, you know, and then it's like, I've got to remember, okay, when was the last time I went to the bishop? Okay, that's how long um, I haven't looked at anything when that wasn't the truth. Um, so we started getting into uh, going to SA. Uh, we, we worked on a bunch of different groups. I tried to go to the, the church's uh, recovery group that they have. I don't even remember what it's called, but, um, and, you know, found some things that didn't work and found some things that worked quite a bit. So, uh, and then here we are today. So could you talk a little bit about today? Like what's, what's happening today? You've been, you've been in the game now for a while in terms of, of therapy and group and things like that. Um, where, where are you guys at now? So for me, um, it's been really difficult. And I've gone through like place times where I've been really, I feel like I've been really healthy with it all. Um, and then times where I've, I've been stuck in my own fear and my own, um, my own, my own things and the, the pains from, uh, the addiction and, and, and that not, um, I feel like right now, um, like relapses are still happening. And so I, I want to be in a place where I can um, like love Dan where he's at. And at the same time, like these relapses, they really hurt me and they do cause me a lot of pain. And so it, so it turns into this like um, kind of this tumultuous type of, of thing where there's a complete disconnect. Um, between the two of us. You want to be a loving, kind wife, yet at the same time, um, you also want to be true to yourself and acknowledge your own pain and, mm-hmm. and, and be a healthy person mm-hmm. that doesn't discount that and live in denial that that, that pain's there. So it puts you in a, a kind of really tough position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isaac, would you be willing to just expand a little bit on what your experience is with the relapse? Like what, what goes through your head? What goes through your heart? What what is the actual experience? So the actual um, experience for me is, um, well, when, when it's disclosed, so, so the last relapse I found out, and that was really very difficult for me. Well, the, the, the one before, but that one was really hard because it, it, there was, it brought a lot of stuff back up because there was lying taking place and it was really hard. So that kind of set me back into you this mean, place. You mean, you mean you caught him? Is I what caught him. Yeah. yeah. 
And so that, that set me back into this place of what have we been doing all of this time, you know, kind of thing. Um, so that was really hard for me. And then it gets me to like this point of this hurts me. Is it going to ever go away? Like, is this ever going to, are we ever going to move past this? Um, and so then I, I, I don't know, you know, and so then I start to like go back into my, Hey Dan, like, what are we doing? Like, what are, what are you doing? Like, how are we you know, in my head? It's like, what, what are you not doing? What can what do you need to be doing? And then it, it's hard because I try to stay out of going into his lane, but like, sometimes it's like, what, <laughs> like, what is the answer? You know, what? Yeah what are you doing or not doing? And then I think for Dan, I think, actually, you'll have to say, I don't know. What it is yeah, but before you speak for him, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, so it's kind of like, what are we doing? Like we're, we're wasting time, money, energy. We've been at this a long time and here we are square one again, right? It's- oh, Right, almost, I, mean, I, don't, I don't feel like we're at square one for sure. Like I don't, I, I, I feel like there has been a lot of growth, but like, but yeah, it's like, but this is still happening. Mm -hmm. Does Dan really not want this? Does he, you know, like really questions, like it really makes me question like what, what is real? Right. Dan, yeah. as, you, as you hear Liza's response, what, what's coming up for you? Yeah, so, so for me, I mean, you know, I, she definitely, it definitely does feel like that she feels we're back at square one, but it's like, I feel like we've, we've come so far. I mean, um, it was funny because when we, we started going in our group that we go to, uh, you know, we started talking about trust, right. And, and really going through and, and, and looking at the different aspects of trust and reading, reading our, the books, you know, speed of trust. And it was like, I was, at this time I was going through that and I was just like, man, it was weighing heavily on me, you know, that I wasn't being trustworthy and I wasn't, I wasn't telling Liza everything. And, um, so when she found out, it was almost like a relief, you know, that, okay, so now I can, now I'm completely open. I can, I can move forward and not have to, you know, trust or not have to lie. And I can start building, trustworthiness for myself even and and being honest with how I'm feeling and being able to verbalize that I mean that's been the hardest thing and I think it's hard for a lot of people that are going through this to be trust to to say exactly what their truth is every single time I mean that's really hard you know especially when it's like everything's going great you know we're kind of in a flow and then it's like they ask you oh yeah well how how things been and you're like well, I know, you know, I, I slipped up a couple of days ago, but everything's going great right now. So I don't want to bring this up and, and really have it, you know, hurt things. So then you lie about it and then it gets worse. Right. But so now I've really, um, you know, it, it used to be where I would act out several, several times a week, um, you know, and, and now it's like to a point to where it's like every two to three months it happens. And, and so I've like improved quite a bit and I've really know, I really know that I need to find, 
you know, myself and really have figured that out. And I, you know, until a couple months ago, I'll give a shameless plug for your guys' Rising Sun Conference <laughs> that really helped me like know who I am and what it is that I have to bring to this world, you know? And, and from then on, I've just been like trying to live in that. And, you know, it's been a really great run, but then, you know, I, I slipped up just this weekend. So it's like, but, you know, I told her about the differences I'm telling her about these things and, and when things are happening and, and that's hard. It's really hard to do that, you know, and not feel like I'm a piece of garbage and, and be able to stay in, in, in my truth and, and know that I still have something to, to give. Awesome. Tyler, you have thoughts? Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts I'm wondering about, you know, both Dana and Liza, I was asking you, Liza, kind of what the process is for you when there is a relapse currently. It sounds like sounds like you're not quite taking it as personally as maybe you did in the past. It's more of like this frustration, maybe a little bit of helplessness, like, man, why why can't we figure this out? But it's not necessarily a personal thing. Am I hearing that right? So, yes. Um, although that tinge of personalness definitely there. is there. And so, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm not taking it about, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying not to make it about, about me and I, and, and, and who I am as a woman or a wife or, or whatever. Um, but it does take still some little bit of work to like, oh yeah, wait, no, this isn't about me. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. To feel it in my, to feel in my heart. And at the same time, like, and I'm just going to be honest, like, I love what you said, like Dan, but like, for me, it's just like, are, are you saying, um, this is going to continue to happen. I'm just going to be honest. And then that's, that's it. Cause that's just who I am. You know, that's what I'm hearing. And I'm hearing a little bit of like, uh, a slip or a denial, like a little minimization, you know, so it doesn't feel honest to me. And I loved how what you said was like, it was so true. Like how, when you, when I just, when I, when I, when I discovered all of this last one, and you've been, been not being truthful. It was like, for you, it was this like, um, relief, you know, <laughs> that you were no longer hiding. But for me, it was this dump, like, you know, and, and, and so, so that's been, been really hard. It was two very different um, experiences. Yeah. And what do you think? Oh, what she yeah. said. Well, I, I, I completely, like, I understand what she's saying. I mean, it is, you know, really difficult, especially when, I'm not honest about it. I, I can imagine because it, it's like it's not just the fact that I viewed porn, but it's also the fact that I lied to her about it. And you know that, but it's it's a hundred percent on me. It's and it's hundred percent me. It's not to do with how I feel about her or our relationship or anything else. It's it's that I'm hiding from myself most of the time, and and so that's what's the hardest thing to, you know, to explain and then to even feel 
feel like emotion or not feel emotion, but feel empathy for her. So, mm -hmm. um, Brandon, can I, I'll go can ahead. I go for, can I go for a second, Brandon? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, so, uh, so hearing you guys talk, there's a couple of things that are coming up here that I think are just really, really common parts of the process that I want to just outline so that our listeners can kind of understand this as well. Uh, you guys are kind of pointing this out. There's like layers to it for most couples. And the first layer really that, that feels like it's doing the most damage is the layer of, of the dishonesty and the hiding and the trust issue. And what ends up happening is, is that on both sides and Dan, you did a good job articulating this. And I think Liza, you acknowledge this, that this is where a lot of your work is, even though it's not really your fault is how do I, how do I not let shame be the driver of my decision-making because shame is going to lead to the secrecy and the hiding, which is going to do the most damage to the relationship because that's where usually most partners, most partners handle the lack of trust worse than they handle the acting out. Yeah. And, and that's actually part of the hardest things too, is it's like when, when you feel this shame and, and whatnot, it's like, so I've gone to a place to where it's just like, here are the facts, right? But then when I do that, Liza gets to a point to where it's like, where's my empathy? And it's like, if I try to have empathy, that's where the shame really kind of takes over too. Right. And I think, I think that's the, that's the challenges is that there's like <clears throat> levels and layers to this. The first one is, is the, I need to figure out how to make things transparent, honest. And so I get into the facts and I do that. But then there's the next layer, which is that attending to the relationship on both sides actually takes the work of not taking it personal on either side, the shame part of it. I have to learn how to be resilient to my shame enough to be leaning into that process with my partner. And that's where a lot of the work is, right? And so Dan, you're identifying this and saying, well, geez, like really what ends up happening here is I hate being a disappointment to my wife. My standby default setting is that when I feel like I'm going to be a disappointment to her, I'm going to lose her is, is that I go into secrecy, hiding, isolation. It's driven by shame, but what it ends up being is dishonesty, which damages the trust further. And somehow I've got to figure out how to get in touch enough with myself, the better parts of myself to make those decisions, to be honest, no matter what. And then I have to train myself in the skill of empathy on top of that, which is which shame resiliency then has to come into play because I can't really show a ton of empathy to my partner if I'm not going to be kind and empathetic to myself. And then, and then when I say that the partner, Eliza, I imagine there's probably something going through you that's saying like, well, he's the one screwing up. Like, why is he getting the empathy and kindness? You know, <laughs> right? No, no. Like, I feel like, I feel like when Dan discloses, like, like in that moment, I have a ton of like empathy for him in that moment. It's usually like after that conversation has happened that, you know, that I'm, I'm, yeah. I then start going like, wait, you know what, what's going on? Um, what it looks like to me though, when Dan does this like matter of fact, like, this is like, so like last night, it was just like, this is what happened. You know, I acted out here and again here and that was it. And so it felt very, um, here's the truth. Mike drop, take this burden. It's all yours now. 
and then that's it. Like, yeah. and I don't, and I don't really know. And so it's it just weird. I, I, uh, there's an interesting kind of side to this, which is this, we're, we're kind of talking about the cleanup a little mm-hmm. bit. We're talking about like relapse is going to happen. So what do I need to do? I, and Dan, you're saying I need to be committed to honesty no matter what. Um, and I need to figure out how to empathize without going to my shame. And so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Though That's true. And there's no taking away um, pain. So uh, Liza feeling pain when there's been betrayal is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in your relationship and it's good it lies that that pain those emotions you feel are are emotions that are there to protect you they're there to say that you're in a dangerous situation where where you're possibly or you are getting hurt right um and so for dan i in the past to take those feelings personally of like i'm just a screw-up she just sees me as a screw-up that's all i am then that will actually drive your next relapse it'll it'll lead to acting out again your codependency to liza um but there is a side to this that i think we need to talk about which is is uh continual relapse the the only option is 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 real long term sobriety and fidelity in the marriage an actual possibility so that we can prevent these moments um and I'm not talking about fake long-term sobriety where it's like, yeah, I'm saying I'm long-term sober, right? But like, like the, it, it begs the question, Dan, of your, your relapses are, are less frequent, which I totally understand why, because I've seen you go through the process. You're in way more recovery now than when I first met you, right? But it still begs the question of why still is there acting out going on? And, and, and every relapse is an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for reflection. You want maximum return out of every relapse to strengthen your recovery, to say, okay, you acted out this weekend. What's going on? Like what, what needs to be tweaked? What needs to be looked at? What needs to be shifted in your life so that you're not going to, to numb your life out, Dan? Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it, we just... You know, the reason this weekend is just we wanted a case study for, for our discussion. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Bad ideas. <laughs> Not going to end well. <laughs> yeah, doesn't end well. Probably too soon. <laughs> too soon, too soon. Gosh. <laughs> but really, Dan, what? If you were to, I, I mean, I, you, you came to the Rising Sun Conference. I, Dan, I've seen you grow so much so so much and if you were to really kind of reflect like why why am i still acting out what 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 what's the void what's missing in my life what trauma haven't i dealt with like what what's there still that's driving this yeah i i think you know really what a lot of it is is it's convincing myself of who i am and and my value and my worth and and having that you know strengthening that connection with god to, to be okay with, with me. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I do it like I did really great, you know, two months worth of, of perfect, I don't know, perfect, but you know, I, you know, had no slips, no relapses, no nothing. And, and then it, you know, it's like, I, I 
talk myself out of it or something. So, but well, and your worth doesn't come from your sobriety. Right. right? And so you're absolutely going down the right track, Dan. I think if, if we were to really kind of look at sex addiction and, you know, in your marriage with Eliza, there's, there's struggle, there's, there's feelings of inadequacy, feeling like you're failing as a husband. When you sit down on that computer for a few hours and there's women who are just kind of, whatever you want to dial up is there to validate you, to feel good, to feel okay about your life and yourself. It's so easy. It's so easy to get out of all those feelings of failure and shame and uh, all, all of those things. It's so easy. It's just a few clicks of a button on a mouse, right? Um, and so to, to, to get yourself to a place in life where it's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to go do that. So Liza can be pissed at me. She can be upset. She can be angry. She can have a hard day. And I'm not going to be so codependent to her that my emotions now are in the dumps and I'm depressed. Um, also, your life is being lived in a way where you love your life. You have hobbies. You enjoy time with your kids. You feel life purpose. You enjoy your job. Like all those things are happening too so that it's – so those click of the button isn't so tempting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and that's how like the last few months have been. Like I've been – just like kind of into this flow where things have been happening, you know, with things are going well with work, um, a lot going on, but it's like, you know, I'm handling it and I'm handling it well. And then, you know, Liza and I, we've had arguments almost every week that, you know, last couple months. And, but I've been able to, to really just flow well with that, I feel, and, and still, still be, I'm okay, you know, um, mm-hmm. but then, you know, I guess this weekend it was like, stay up too late. And then I get caught up in that stuff. And, and there we go. You're, you know, the best, uh, I think you probably heard me say this, but what is like the best thing for relapse prevention? Do you know? Beyond mindfulness tools and <clears throat> being connected. <laughs> okay. I like that answer. Um, that, that would fit. Um, I, what I would say is congruency with yourself, live, being in your integrity. So when you're living in the light, when you're, when you're honest with yourself, um, you're much, much, much less likely to be tempted by, um, by, by things because it's like, I'm free. I'm free. I'm out. I'm in this, in this light now. Um, when you have secrecy, any bit of secrecy going on feeds that shame. It also justifies more secrecy because you're being secret anyways, so why not? And it's just so easy to go down that trap. Um, Tyler, what do you think about that? Uh, absolutely. I was just going to add to what you're saying here. I wanted to ask you, Dan, and then I want to come over to Eliza as well on your side in just a second here. But um this is, this is what's interesting is, is that we can go through and we're actually, I'm going to do this with you in just a second. We can go through a bunch of different tools and skills. Brennan's asking the question, you know, the answers. Yes. You should have bottom lines in place. It sounds like you need to adjust those. Yes. You should be doing your other tools, but at the end of the day, the first and foremost place that needs to be started is this word congruency and to ask yourself, what, what kind of man am I? And what kind of man do I want to be? 
And I would bet if I ask you right now in the context of your relationship, Dan, like, who do you want to be as a man? Yeah, I want to be, you know, a great partner that Liza can count on and that, you know, is there and provide safety, security, um, all of those things. Okay, perfect. I know that about you, Dan. And I, I don't know you like Brandon. I just saw you during the weekend and grew to love you in a, like two days for the heart of gold that you got. Um, I know that that's who you are. I know that's who you want to be. And at the end of the day, the first bottom line that has to be started is the bottom line around those principles. I'm a man of honesty. I'm a man who provides safety for my wife. I'm a man who lives with integrity and forget the acting out parts. That's where the first set of bottom lines has to start. Well, is well, Tyler, if I can add in here, cause I know, I know from uh, things that Dan, your purpose is to, is to love. Right. Um, so so all the things that Tyler just said, those things are, are a requirement to connect. Um, you, you can't connect to, to yourself and to others without honesty and integrity and, and those type of things. So if God has made you to create love and to love others, then it's really having the courage to face the demons that get you out of that integrity and dishonesty so that you can step into be, being that loving person that you are. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if that's, if that's where we're coming to, okay. So this will help with relapse prevention for sure. If you're doing the work to nurture those things, but if you have your slip, you've got to come back to these things. And at the end of the day, I'm going to give you a little recipe, Dan, of a suggestion of how this might be handled based off of these principles. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully this is happening before the slip, but if the slip happened, then it's right in the midst of the slip. I'd suggest that you get in touch with those principles by first being honest. You've got a bottom line of honesty, no matter what. And I would say, be honest first with a team member, call a sponsor, call a guy in your group, call one of the guys a healthy the, one. Yeah. Call, call one that's going to not put up with your bullshit yes. and, <laughs> and, and, and call them. And when you do that, they're going to do a couple of things. One is, is that they're going to be a landing space that's different than your wife because they don't have to do all the work to not take it personal. They're going to understand you. And if they do it right, they're going to do two things with you. They're going to offer empathy and understanding, and they're going to do something that I refer to as a chain analysis, but it's basically an autopsy on where things broke down. And that's where what Brandon brought up is the learning. I, I'm going to now do the learning about this. And after I've done the learning, I'm going to make new commitments. I'm going to make adjustments. I'm going to change my bottom lines. I'm going to recommit to the things that I was committed to. I'm going to be back in touch with the principles of who I want to be. And after I hang up the phone or go to lunch with somebody and do all of that work, I'll then go to my wife. Dan, did you do that? Did no. you call? So, and no, I, know, I, I know you got guys, I know yeah. you got good guys to call to be like, Hey, like I'm struggling. I need, I need to talk. I need to help me, help me work through this. Yeah. So, so that was, so that would be the first step. And the reason for the first step is to get you back in touch with your principles, to get your learning done, to also have some empathy and understanding. And then you're going to approach your wife and you're going to share with her that you've had a slip. You're going to share with her not only that you had a slip, but what you've done, the learning you've had, the new commitments you're making. 
And then you're well, but pump the brakes, Tyler. I I want to just caution against this. Hey, I had a slip, but you know what I've done? I I called this guy. I did this. I did that. I did. It's all okay now. It's better. It's better. uh, (laughs) Not that way. Not that way. We could could, own. Yeah. You could you could change the order of my of this second step. Then I'll change it for you, Brandon. Go to your wife and express that you've had a slip, and first step in with empathy. Yes. Patience. Understanding. Um acknowledge that there's some pain there and that you don't like causing her pain, but that you want to make sure she's getting honesty. Absolutely. Listen to any questions she has. And then at the end of the day, also let her know that you've be, that you're being proactive about the things that you're doing and what you learned, what your commitments are and ask her if she's got any opinions. Right. All right. When that's done, you've now gone and taken this burden and you've sort of placed it on her shoulders, but at least she's seeing that there's work and effort attached to, it. and it's not just like, Oh, here's the facts. Like, see you later, Mike drop. I'm out of here. Right. And then, then now, now Liza, it dumps onto your side of things. Right. So Dan, does that make sense first? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, after that, Liza, you're now getting this conversation coming to you, whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the first thing that I would, the first thing that I would suggest is, is that, and Brandon acknowledges is that you allow space for your own feelings. Um, a lot of times a partner feels like, Oh, I've got to put on a happy face and I've got to be like, thanks for being honest. This is awesome. Like, it's okay that you're going to have the feelings that you have. It's okay that you're going to instantly have those things in the back of your mind that you've been working really hard to get rid of about why am I not enough? Or why is he not telling me the truth or all that stuff? That's all going to maybe start swirling. And so it's okay for you to have those feelings. It's okay for you to ask questions. It's okay to set some boundaries for yourself around the same kinds of values we were talking about with Dan, like who are you and who do you want to be and what values do you need to protect? And then, and then I would suggest that you do something similar to what I suggested to Dan, which is then take some time and go to some other team members and flush through some of those feelings, flush through some of the questions that you're having, get the support and empathy that you need, because Dan may not be in the best frame of mind. Hopefully he'll be practicing the empathy, but he may not be there to give you what you need in the moment. And you're going to still need to get that support somewhere instead of just going inward on yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Tyler, I think you're kind of outlining what, what does work in terms of, um, in terms of dealing with a relapse, uh, and let's say it happens two weeks later and they go through that process two weeks later. And then let's say it happens a month and a half after that. And then it happens two weeks after that. And then it happens three weeks after that. So at what point you know, so they go through this process and then they go through it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Now what? <laughs> it, de- it depends on your values as a Liza, why are you person. kind of smirking? Yeah, why go ahead, Liza. Go <laughs> ahead, again, Liza. again, 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 <laughs> and again. <laughs> Feels a little close to home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what's coming up for you, Liza? What, what comes up for you emotionally? Is Brandon saying that? Well, Brandon was like, when I start laughing, then there's something like mm-hmm. in there, but, um, 
like it's yeah it's just like that that's that's how it feels to me like just that's the road even just like the last four years it that's it feels like that so tyler tyler said something just barely which is it you know there's there's boundaries are really interesting because we can look at the, the specific relapse and say okay what are your boundaries there but then we can take a step back and look at things and say okay what is my truth in my marriage and in my life for for my partner right mm -hmm. and there there's going to be this space of am i okay with sitting in the process mm -hmm. of him working this recovery as long as i'm seeing progress and progress toward less and less betrayal and hurting me and uh, can I can I hang in there mm -hmm. or am I not okay with that and realizing that although things are changing for the better um, if there's not totally fidelity there and I don't know if there ever will be then what do I do for, for me right and those are tough questions um, that you take to God and you say, okay, God, like what, what is, what, what am I supposed to do between you and I, um, here in my relationship? Um, you know, Dan, you brought this addiction into the marriage be before the marriage, right? And Liza, it's not your job to fix it. And also, also you're not required to stick through it. You don't have to. Right. 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 But and there's this other part of it, which is, you know, by the snap of a fingers, addiction doesn't evaporate, doesn't mm -hmm. go away. But I would say you got to see some progress, right? So for you to take a step back and say, am I seeing progress here? Mm -hmm. um, and, and then, and I'm just talking, I'm talking out loud. You need to sort this out, Liza, for yourself. Mm -hmm. What works for you? What doesn't work for you? If you get yourself in a position where it's like, well, no matter what, if we go through this process that Tyler just outlined, no matter what, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm in it, no matter what. I'm stuck, I'm stuck because the kids, the finances, I don't want divorce, I don't want, I don't want those things, so I'm just stuck, then you will operate from a place of fear, mm -hmm. right? Right. But if you have the freedom to say, no matter what, I'm, gonna, I'm going to protect my truths and myself, mm -hmm. and that is the most important thing, you might stay in the relationship, you might not stay in the relationship, but that is the most important thing. So does that make sense, Liza? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, it does. Do you... Oh, oh go ahead, Liza, please. Um, I was just gonna say for me, like there were parts where I, I felt stuck and felt trapped and that I was um, like the victim that, victim to circumstances, right? um and my truth and my mine is more aligned with like i'm in it if we're trying like it like i really value like overcoming and and growth and so it's like if if this is kind of like if i can stay in it through the process right although it's very painful Right. Okay. Excellent. So, so you're kind of, you're speaking, but I think, a, a, I think the vast majority of the women that I work with who have been betrayed, they'll say something very similar to you, Liza, where they're like, I hate the pain. I, I hate going through this over and over again, but I'm willing to go through this if 
there is a process, if there's work happening, if there's change happening, um, that's what you just identified is, is that you're, you just tapped into one of your core values mm -hmm. is that you value overcoming, you value being able to fight through this. If there's willingness to fight through it and there's willingness to learn and you don't want to stay if there's not a willingness and an effort to learn and change. Right. And so that doesn't take away the fact that there's still pain, but now you're choosing to be part of that process instead of feeling helpless and hopeless, like Brandon was describing, mm -hmm. which allows you to then have the choice to continue to do your work the way you're doing it at until at such point things change for you. You know, if, if it happens again and again and again and again and again, either you're going to grow because you're doing your own recovery work, you're going to go into such a place that really his relapses don't even affect you because you know who you are and you have the right boundaries in place and your relationships you get is just going to be where it's at. Or you'll grow into a place where you're going to say, it's time, it's time to move. I'm, I'm not, I'm not in for this any longer. And, and the beautiful thing about that is, is that it buys time for the work to happen or not happen. And, and then you're going to make your decisions. Not easy stuff. This is not easy. And, uh, it's not easy on, on either side. Right. Um, Yet it's it's so interesting just being involved with you guys for so long because I I've seen the blessing that this has caused in your life, uh, Liza. I've seen you shift in so many ways in your own recovery, independent of Dan. Like for sure, his addiction propelled you into some some things, some group therapy and therapy and things like that. Then all of a sudden, like you're taking risks with business, with your own purpose, you're holding boundaries with people, with family, like all this good stuff is happening in your life, Liza, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to, is that true? Yeah. 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 And, um, and Dan, same thing. Like I've seen you progress like crazy and, and yet the pain is still there, right? Yet we're still having this conversation. And so... I do think if a, just a few more pieces uh, are, are dealt with and in play that uh, you guys will thrive. Um, Liza, we were talking this weekend about a hard topic and, mm -hmm. and just the fact that I think you guys can get there to really connect on that topic and work through it in a healthy way um, is a lot of progress from where you've been, right? Well, I don't know that we've worked through it in a healthy way. <laughs> But. No, I, yeah, I don't think you have either, but I think you can. Yeah. I think you can. Yeah. But the foundation of that relationship needs to be dealt with, which is trust. Trust has to be there to talk about those hard, vulnerable things. And, and Dan, you know what you need to do to start to actually build trust for the long term with Liza. And as we were talking over the weekend, Liza, you said, well, he is being honest with me. And it might be hard for me, but he is being honest with me. And I was like, hallelujah. Yes. That, and I said to you, I said, that's a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like him stepping into honesty, no matter what, is what he needs to do. And you're not being asked to just take it as he dumps stuff on you. For you to be honest back with him and say, this is what works for me. This is what doesn't work for me. So you both can show up as individuals together and then navigate these hard topics together. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely possible. 
but you need to you need to be separated from each other enough what i mean by that is separated from from using each other for your self-worth or your okayness so that you can have these hard conversations right so dan your lack of honesty with liza has been that you are too scared of her pain and she defines you way too much right you understand what i'm saying yeah and and in turn it defines me yeah yeah you think that it defines you and yeah. so then it's really almost impossible to be honest with her right so yeah. to separate your 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 worth from liza is important so then you can be an honest man in the relationship yeah i'm just Dan, trying to it, get as much out as i can before we have to wrap up I, know. Tyler, it, I want to ask you is it possible knowing who you are based off of what i heard you say who you are in days past is it possible that your wife could be raging mad at you and upset at you and you could still show up in who you are as a man who loves her Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But like I said, it's almost like, you know, continually convincing myself that that's possible. That's so. the, that's the work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know that, I know that you're doing that work and, and I agree with Brandon. I think you guys actually have a really good prognosis, especially because Liza, you actually laughed when Dan said he gave you guys something to chew on for this weekend because he relapsed. Like, <laughs> Tyler, she laughs all the time though. It's her way. <laughs> yeah. It's a, that's either the laugh of like, ha ha ha, I'm gonna do this so I don't punch you in the face. Yeah, yeah it's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's that? A, a combination okay. of all <laughs> okay. of all things. But but the fact that you guys are here having this conversation and able to hear hear both sides of this is evidence of the work that you are doing. I want to just share a quote. I think I shared this before, but uh, I want to share it again because I, I think this is kind of speaking to you both, but really to you, Dan. Um, it's one of my favorite quotes. It's something that's helped me in my own recovery process. It says, a man without decision of character can never belong to himself. He belongs to whatever can make captive of him. And that's the work really is a daily decision on what your character is going to be and then to go and prove yourself right. Um, yeah. That's, that's it. Um, all right. Liza joke. She says she's becoming my, what about Bob? Dan and Liza are not my clients anymore. They're my, they're my friends. And, uh, you can tell they just got good energy and, um, you know, it's, it does break my heart to to see the pain and anguish that you guys go through uh, with the addiction and in, in your relationship and i wish i could snap my fingers and just take it all away and uh make it easy for you guys but the fact of the matter is is recovery is a process uh, recovery requires doing some of the most excruciating stuff and um so that so that you can have peace and freedom and connection in your and, and create love dan um with with liza so um so I really appreciate you guys coming on today and opening up. I wish I could talk to you guys longer, but thank you so much for being thank here. You. Thanks, thank guys. You. Thank you guys for all that you do. All right. See you guys. Bye. All right, take care.